0: right you're listening to the first episode of the hellion's den i brought in my good friend adsr music this was quite a long one uh, which i wasn't surprised uh i'm gonna split this thing into two parts you know just half it and uh just to make it a lot more not so full for the most part but yeah man i mean it was a pretty interesting talk with him. I mean, you know, we always have a lot to catch up and a lot to do with each other. So, yeah, it was a pretty good day with him. Um, this portion of the podcast, we just talk about partially neon. You know, trying to, like, you know, sum up everything that we went through during the pandemic. Um, bro country, uh, certain topics in music. And... Yeah, and then once again, going personal again uh, about uh, what we were going through and stuff, you know. First half, you know, it's a mixed bag of a lot of things. Hopefully you do enjoy it. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I'll see you after the first part. Okay, okay, I guess we're live. So, I don't even know, not even... New to intro- i i just can't make an intro so this is the hellion's den this is the first i guess you could say it's the pilot episode Pilots, of this yeah. so who i have here is you know a dear friend basically my main collaborator when when ever since i kind of basically started the og creating a lot of music the guy with the keys and the piano man yeah you're the piano man You <laughs> remember we used to call you that but anyways, I have my dear friend Andrew you know, He goes by ADSR ADSR? Yeah, or ADSR Music And on his Instagram and stuff How's it going, so, guys? There you go So yeah, so This is the first podcast uh, this, this this hasn't even gone announced yet So No, I this is a surprise an So this is like new It just as a whole But I mean, so today, man Just just wanted to see how it goes I wanted to bring Andrew along Just kind of talk about shit and I'm the guinea pig I'm the I'm the test (laughs) pretty much he's the guinea pig and stuff and plus you know we can genuinely have a a genuine good conversation about a lot of things that we can share our topics to so so yeah so this is the Hellions Den my whole point of making a podcast was because like you know you know 2020 was rough and for me I just wasn't there creatively as much and I wanted to find a medium to be creative and be still kind of centered around music centric whether if it's an artist or talking about music myself or whatever the case may be and hopefully you know just like ha- just have people over you know just you know get to know the person like a medium to truly get to know where we in the heads that these people lie not in a messed up way but just to have a casual genuine conversation and just talk about ideas you know Really, it's, it's in a way to, to, you know, understand where this person is coming from and where they're coming from. So for me, it was just my way of like giving to people, whether it's not hurt or anything. It's just a project for me that I genuinely wanted to do because I just wanted to, you know, encapsulate the many great friends that I've made along the way. So, you know, that's the reason, the whole point I made in the the first place. And then that, of course, and it's just a platform I can really talk to and keep up to date and what the hell I'm doing. So it's a mix of things, but the most importantly is to keep me busy in a way to kind of like, you know, even when I brought it up to you, even back then, it was just I wanted to figure out a way to kind of bring people together.
1: Yeah. That wasn't, you know,
0: talk. You know, just talking and stuff like that. Because, you know, Misa was great, but there was like, for me, I felt like there was a lot, something more. Misa was Misa yeah so I feel like there was just a lot of there was something more that we had i i felt like I needed to do you know maybe it's just too much for me to ask for myself, but it was just that's just really what, where I was coming from and stuff so that's the whole point of it, so enough of that now
1: uh, Andrew. this so- is. This is for us, but this is also for you. I mean, this is a place for us to talk and to get to know each other better. But at the same time, I want all of y'all to feel welcome here. This is a community, and whether or not you're a musician, an artist in any form, or just here to chill and talk, comments are open. This is an open discussion. Like, yeah? Everybody is welcome here to talk about their experience, especially with this last year, which you said what? it was. It was bad. Wow. I think that's an understatement. I mean, this was... Shit, this I mean <laughs> more than shit. Like, if if you're the kind of person, if you're a Bible thumper, you think this is like the four horsemen coming. You think yeah. this is the end of the world. That's um, true. So uh, say
0: hello, My mom might come in and tell you this. Oh, <laughs> oh good boy. No, but seriously, it just. I mean that's just the point, man. Just I just you know, and then figured you know I just bring Andrew along. Uh, originally, you know the, the pilot, which I have the very first one, but it was just trying it out, just making sure the <laughs> microphone worked. That was really just it. But I started talking, but I wasn't too sure of just uploading. I just figured, oh, you know what? Something is coming up soon, and I'd just rather have Andrew along and stuff.
1: You're going to release that pilot. When, if, if this gets 500 views, you're going to release that pilot. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell, no. hell no. No, you're going to make an OnlyFans and release the pilot on OnlyFans.
0: Hell no. There you go. Hell no. Nah, man. And OnlyFans... I mean, was OnlyFans meant to be, like, a lewd...
1: Website, or was it just because, like, you know, people just took advantage of it to be lewd? You're asking the wrong guy. Like, I'm not the CEO of OnlyFans. I- I've never used it ever, and uh, I wouldn't know the first thing about it. But my good friend has bought a couple pieces of content off of it, and he's not here right now. But I, I can relay the information to you that he gave me. Yeah, just um, the friend, right? Yeah, like uh,
0: <laughs>
1: for this story, his name will be. Jandrew, Drew, all right? Jan, uh, Jan Drew. <laughs> look, man, I'm jealous of people who can, who can use OnlyFans. If I could post a picture of myself shirtless and make, like, $500 off of it online, why would I be working at Walmart? You know, sadly, we don't really fit that cut, though, so. Look, like, man, I'm working <laughs> on these apps, all right? You know, <laughs> six packs a six pack, no matter what it's made of. Oh well, that's a lot of work. So, <laughs> but, you know, so,
0: the first thing I really wanted to talk about was because this is when I have you right now, is that uh, so? This is being recorded on March 8th. So, on March 9th was the day I dropped, you know, you know, the first single. My first single from last year was Neon. So, good memories. Yeah, man. I just, you know, and the crazy thing about it was like, you know, I called you, I think, a week ago or something. And yeah. I was telling you, like, I was watching videos. Of me recording, like, my solo of it And it's just those small glimpses And, and, you know, just even looking at old photos During that time and really takes me back around that time Where we were, just where we were You know, you were just grinding away I was grinding away too, you know And, you know, like, the whole point was just In a way, just kind of talk about it And just kind of like Excuse me, but not only for, like Me and for you as well It was just, you know It was just a way to kind of, like, celebrate where we've gone Because, you know you went off to, like, drop an album, too. And you went off to drop off a couple of singles oh, yeah. as well. And then okay. I went to, you know... Working drop, on a
1: second album. It should come out within too? the next
0: five years. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, you were... Uh, and then I dropped my album. Then I dropped, like, yeah. the, the extras that, that never came into fruition. I'm and glad the, you
1: dropped those, too. Because it's a lot of stuff that you worked on.
0: Yeah. Well, one of them is just you. Remember? It's called Open Mic. Oh yeah. One was just you. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you, you know? had you had a
0: clip of that on Instagram, right? No, Did you? actually, no. Oh. oh, you're talking about the live studio one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That um... I mean, I think I think I mean personally, just in that one, the only, you know, because you know they're just ideas. You know, yeah. they were just ideas. You know, the only ones that I genuinely enjoy was obviously like our live session, the dice, the dice takes that that were like you know bounced and I just remember stumbling upon them like oh my god like i didn't know i balanced these and stuff like that and obviously the original recording which it's crazy to think about when you compare it to the original recording of the dice and then to the 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 one we did together with tony oh yeah so like it's 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 crazy mixing wise it's crazy for me mixing wise too because it was just you know the original dice was very very amateur it was very amateur it was a fun project though Oh yeah, like, no, no, but the, but going into the, to the when I work with you guys and yeah, having to remix studio. it again and stuff, like, it was ten times better than where it once was. I mean, yeah, like, personally, my only problem was the kick wasn't as loud. But, other than that, I feel like the layering, that I did what I was able to do at that time, I was very proud of myself for what I was able to do. But, I mean, the whole point, it's
1: not even about that, it's about neon. So... Well, hold up. Real quick, I just want to say, have we even talked about the fact that you and I both feature Tony on a song? <laughs> I never even thought about that.
0: Yeah, one was his violin skills, and one was his
1: singing skills. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's fun to work with. No, he's very fun to work definitely, with. Definitely keeps you in check, but <laughs> he's a talented guy. Well, you know when Tony did it, he was an
0: in-and-out guy in that, in that area, because, you know, he, he was ready and stuff to just do the violin take, because I sent them the track... He already had an idea what was going into it and stuff, so just kind of went in and just, you know, did his thing. Yeah. You know, the thing is, the crazy thing was, like, he played longer than I expected, but it came out so well.
1: Oh, and you always want more than you need to. You don't want less because it's a yeah. lot easier to work with enough material. That's what I did with your track on um, on a Night Ride. Yeah, it's- I mean, it, yeah, dude. I mean, that was just... I was BSing on that one. Sorry. Just, not true BSing. This dickhead I, forgot to turn not, his phone on silent. Not true B sorry,
0: but like not true BSing. It was like I was just playing along and stuff and just trying to like play some melodies and stuff. It, it worked out super well. Like the, well, yeah, the shit you gave me. People you know, people love that
1: song. People, <laughs> people love your guitar. In people song. just thought
0: I played it and then wouldn't go. And then, uh,
1: no, people, you, I, I mean, I told most people that, that I edited that, because I mean, it's assumed, it's an electronic song, that you're going to edit the takes you get. And, yeah, um,
0: but you blended them well really well together. It was just when you sent them to me, you were <laughs> like, ah, oh, just, you know, like, you know, you like, uh, just... You know, to, I don't know how you said it. You were just like, look, I just edited them to just try to make a group, uh, you know, one whole... I, I told you I fucked. Compressed, compressed sol- solo, like, yeah. do you want the whole take? And I was just like, you know, I, you know, obviously I was just kind of off about it because I was like... But at the same time, I was like, dude, I was like... I, my solo was like over two minutes. So I, was, I just understood. So I was just like, yeah, dude, let me listen to it. Yeah, when I first listened to it, dude, I just tell immediately... Just the splicing and just knowing my style of playing and just hearing, like, just, you know, in the fretboard, going from one note to another. What I
1: think I did with the parts that I spliced is not humanly possible to play on a guitar. It is, but it's just... You just have to have that quick sleight of hand. If you want
0: it to be at that exact fret and string. bit of a Dragon
1: Force touch I put on it.
0: Yeah, you did a... (laughs) But, I mean... But when I kept the more I kept listening to it, I was just in my head. I was just like, do that. I, I mean it was it was done really well. Thank you. So, but do you even remember like Neon? Do you remember what happened? What do you recall
1: from Neon? I mean, the thing I, the things I remember most are Polly coming in, <laughs> critiquing, and us trying to get the board to work. Half the time we showed up. Um, I remember the car tests too. We did a bunch of car tests. We did a lot of car tests. Um, and then, you we, know,
0: that, but that, see, but I remember that from doing Time Heals. Time yeah. Heals was our longer project because it was a long ass oh, song. Yeah. of course. What was yeah. it, like nine minutes? No, the original was 12. 12, yeah. <laughs> going into 13. And then, uh, yeah, and then we kind of tried our best to cut it only by three minutes yeah now says a lot i mean it was 12 minutes we're no
1: metallica we can't be making 12 minute songs
0: i i feel like revisiting that not the actual song but trying to like come up
1: contextually where
0: i was trying to come in you know going into time heels i mean to me i still feel like it was a great finisher yeah it was not only because of the fact that it was just a long because cascading thing it was just really like personally the reason why i put it last too was like it was our thing we did it and i still love listening to it but it was just for the listener's sake you can like that was just our thing that was just our like glorified yeah. shred moment but if you, they didn't want to listen to that that's fine we should have called it
1: Cirque de
0: <laughs> the jerkle <laughs> but uh but that, that's where i came in with like you know neon was just well not neon time heals was just going into that It was just like alright you know like put it at the end if people you know don't want to listen to it then they, they can just drift off and stuff because at least like there is plenty of other songs where you shine through i definitely shine through and you know it, to me it just didn't matter at that point because i felt like going into that ep was just like i proved enough of my statement and Time Heals is just the cherry on top. If you don't want the cherry, then go ahead. I don't care.
1: Dude, if you don't like cherries, fuck you.
0: I mean, <laughs> <a> good maraschino <laughs> at the top of a sundae
1: is, like... Yeah, you know, but, um... Side. But, uh...
0: See, what I remember Neon was because, obviously, I was the one that made it. it was this, like... you? Know, I had that Fundamentals of Music Production class. And, uh, shout-out to Glenn. But, I mean, he, he's a pill. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the class for you. Yeah, he was a pill. But I was just as much of a pill... If not more to him than he was
1: to me, I'll admit to that fully now. He was trying to teach a class, and you were trying to tread. <laughs> it's just too, so two different.
0: It was two, di- it was two different aspects and lanes. That, you know, I do feel a little guilty now because it's just like you know, as a human being, I could have done better. But the point is, like, I was just pissed off that day with him, and and then uh, just my headspace too was just like. I was just stressed out for myself because it was just trying to, like, you know, always ignoring my problems at home and just brushing it off and then just going into school and then having having done overwork myself at that point because I was taking five classes or six. I don't fucking remember, dude, but it was a lot of fucking classes. You were in
1: Bertram's, too, and you had to drop it, right? I was in Bertram's.
0: Yeah. I was in audio. I was in physics.
1: I was in MIDI. I was... uh Oh God, For those who don't know Bertram, Mr. Bertram, love him to death. He was our, what, Audio 3? He was our Audio 2. Oh, no, Audio 2 professor, mm-hmm. Audio Engineering 2. And uh, our Audio Engineering 1 class, we had Vanderest, who was a very laidback, relaxed, laid-back guy. He was like, here's your project, get it done when you get it done. And then we moved to Bertram, and Bertram says, here's your project. And if you don't, he, if you don't do it, it perfect. It, he, mapped, he mapped it out. It out and he... Basically called everyone an amateur in the classroom on the first day without even getting to know us (laughs) called us amateurs and uh, In his right, I was very amateur I mean, we were all amateurs, but you know the thing about audio professors They all think that their way is right and if you don't do it their way, you're an amateur The only problem is you have about ten different audio professors by the end of your degree and none of them can agree on the fundamentals of audio so you just learn what's wrong the whole time you're in college. That's true. And then, like, when you hear one thing and then you hear about the
0: other, you know, they always say, oh, it's just smoke and mirrors. It's not smoke. important. It's not
1: important. Dude, the EQ sweep, my first three professors told me, sweep your EQ to see if you, you have any bad frequencies. Then Bertram says, if you sweep your EQ, you're an amateur. I mean, you're going to find bad sounds in any instrument if you sweep your EQ. That's I mean, true. I mean, he hasn't truth to that. Too, but see, but that's depends on thing, how you though. do
0: it. But that's the thing. See that's why I love Van Der Rest. cause he he just you, you don't you don't remember the lessons. He he Van Der Rest will go through it. He's like, I don't know, man. It, it depends on how you approach it. That's yeah, one course. way to do it. That's the other. It's subjective. Way. Yeah, he was he got that. He was open about it. He yeah. was just trying his best to just kind of simplify the basics. Yeah, teach which, us how which, to which, do it. Which was audio, which will which was audio one was about. I think audio two and three and four was mostly like, hey, like take these fundamentals and learn, and take these different skills and crash from these. Professionals You know So I I just understood Where where Why ACC did it The way they did it you, It was just It was just such a
1: pain in the ass Because you just have to deal with Pills You took CMS didn't you Yeah dude CMS was basically like If you don't pass this class Don't take this degree cms is like the the introduction to the audio program it was the introduction but do cms going to audio one was
0: still kind of a step because
1: yeah you, you, you went from reaper to pro tools reaper is a free uh digital audio workstation and i don't like to use it uh, reaper's okay reaper's yeah reaper's okay, okay.
0: I think for the sake of recording audio, if we were to record this, I think I would have been okay with that. Yeah,
1: it's fine for that. But and it's free,
0: and they pretty much give you everything. They just kind of kindly ask you, as a starving man, like, "Hey, can you please pay?" Other than that, I mean, it's the Wikipedia. But it's just audio. The layout was about the same as Pro Tools, but Pro Tools was so intricate, and like, and I'm sorry, man. When I, I was like. And I fucked up going into audio two because I barely dabbled. I barely dabbled with with Pro Tools. I, I don't know how I passed audio one to be honest with you. You know, I just I just had you over my neck, just
1: just Dude, doing shit. Pro Tools is like, if you're used to using Movie Maker and MS Paint, and then somebody hands you Adobe <laughs> Premiere, yeah, and is like, here, make a professional video. <laughs> <That> <laughs> you don't the know best what you're way doing. To it. You don't even know what the buttons do on that Pro Tools is, that is
0: the best way to put it because I was so used to Logic <laughs> and how user friendly it is for MIDI and audio and, and all that shit and so then
1: when we had to do Pro Tools I was,
0: I was like fuck like what
1: is this shit well, now I know how to use Pro Tools now and I can firmly say now that I know how to use Pro Tools I fucking hate Pro Tools I don't I don't like Pro Tools I don't think I don't, and personally I, I don't think you have to
0: do you know understand Pro Tools to already hate Pro Tools yeah it's the industry standard, but really, <laughs> you don't have to use just, it, all right? Like well, I don't understand why the industry standard has to be that intricately a headache,
1: you know? Well, because if you're a professional, you will learn how to use it to, to... I mean, the more specific a software is, the more... Aspects of it you have to your disposal then the better you can be if you're a professional but the worse you can be if you're an amateur and that's what Pro Tools is my problem with Pro Tools, the layout is boring, confusing and you can pretty much do anything that Pro Tools has on most other high-end software. Pretty much Um, and then there's always a third party for it yeah, I mean Reason, (laughs) my, my favorite DAW, I know, controversial Reason finally released all of its rack plugins and instruments to work with any DAW so right. if you have Pro Tools, you have FL Studio, Logic, you can download the Reason rack. and you, It's like using Reason on a better DAW, and uh, it's perfect. If hey, I man. if I had a billion dollars, I would do that too. Hey, uh, man, I'm still way, way back. I'm
0: still using Acoustic Mixcraft mix on everything right now.
1: Yeah, we are currently using
0: Mixcraft 9. Um, hey, man, it does the job. It's just the, my biggest problem right now is just my, my rig can't push out good...
1: Good playback and response. Well, answer me this: What what uh, sample rate are you at right now? Ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're gonna export it at ass too. Like you remember, uh, you remember the formula, right? For exporting, uh, if your sample rate is ass, it has to be either ass or two times ass, or four times ass. Exponential growth of ass. Whenever you're exporting, so let's say you're at forty-four point one ass. It's got to be eighty eight point two ass oh, when you right. export. It. When you export. Or it can be forty four point one. But I
0: just uh, I just I just stick with I just stick with my bit bit def at sixteen and my sample rate as
1: forty four point
0: one. That's Always. fine.
1: That's fine. If you're doing if you're recording like string instruments, you probably want a higher sample rate. But uh for like Basic recordings, it's fine. Nobody's gonna know the difference. People aren't like our listeners aren't gonna be like this is totally forty four point one. These guys are amateurs. Amateurs, it's a fucking amateurs. One. Out here mixing with a super framble. Come on, hi
0: Bertram. Yeah, no, nah, but <laughs> if you're enjoying this, do we? totally went into fucking Dawes and shit. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> so Yeah, fam- let, let me let's single. get back, <laughs> let's get
1: back on track.
0: Neon. Uh, well, what I just wanted to say about the first single like I remember when we recorded our thing I think we recorded it on the first of March you did your take and uh, you know cause when Neon was laid out it wasn't I think it wasn't the five minutes that we had it, that that I had it originally in this one bounce track that I found in my archives but it was uh, it was that and uh, I remember recording my solo and stuff and then we recorded it on the first right I clearly remember it was a Sunday in the morning going into the afternoon like you were busy doing something on Saturday probably with Josh would I remember oh yeah and uh, you were like hey man can I come in to a certain time I was just like yeah fuck it we'll go and I just I just kind of remembered you know at that time too it was just, I just remembered how simple I made everything out to be yeah I didn't I didn't and that was the thing I just I came from an aspect of not being a a pill about anything like my biggest thing is just like I don't want to be a pill and put stupid expectations on people because I wouldn't want the same on me like I I knew what you were capable of and you were capable of doing so much but my thing was I wanted you to just have fun with it but you know my whole but I was still to this day I still think about that I'm like well I think I just want you to have fun, but sometimes you still get into, like, thought process mode and still try to go to a
1: certain approach and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you want to make a formula for it at some point, but... Yeah. um, I still haven't figured that out. You don't want to take the feeling out of it, but you also want to be able to use a little bit of math in your head to be like, okay, I got to make this. I got to quantize this. I got to make this right. I got to produce it this way so it sounds professional, but you also still want to have feeling in it. Yeah. And, uh... I, 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 yeah, I you don't want to it. cross that threshold too far like yeah. I did because you lose your creativity real fast when you start trying to be a professional yeah well that's why like for the most part like when you did takes
0: like I was always satisfied with the first take because to me it was good yeah and I never was yeah and yeah, but you went back and, yeah. and I, I think Neon you did this on the first take Oh yeah, I think so. You did those on the first date because you, all you did, you're just like, just played over, played over. And you did something, you worked something out, and then you went into it and you just did it. You quantized it, and then you came in, came at it like that. Just remember, we did the solo, and then I I wanted you to do the solo. You did the solo. I'm not. I'm and it's very. It's somewhat vague now at this point. But I remember, you you half did it. And then you had to go back And then redid it Oh that's
1: right I think I recorded The first half Yeah And then started Halfway through Yeah and then you're like like, No no like I gotta do it like
0: this And then Then you finally figured it out Right And then you did that And then um, And then You did your take And then I had to bring in mine And we had to figure out A way to segue Our takes together And stuff And I always found it cool Where you were like Well hey let me like Do that build up And then you did the sweep yeah, and I and like I don't know it was always hilarious the way we just gotta always had that like like that mutual mind where it's just like yeah let's fucking do that we hear it and then I always made it such a big deal like yes we fucking did it <laughs> we fucking did it yeah and uh honestly still to this day that is still like going into that you know sim solo cause you know you just like not not, not to jerk your chain man but it was just like you when you do a synth solo dude you bring like you bring what I wanted that I was missing with my synth wave tracks because like the guitar electric guitar you know it depends on the tone it depends on all that stuff but if you just have the right synth and you just play it, it brings a different color. To you know, and th- that's why that's why I call it candy neon. That's why I call it neon and all that stuff was because like when you brought in your solos, and you know when I picked when I chose the right sweep, your style of playing was compared to like a lot of people that I met was very like different and unique from a lot of piano players. So it, you just brought that color, that color feel- that I needed. You so it, you know and I didn't see like like oh I used you. It was just not nah, just you had that, and I was like no like. You got it. Like And um like I said man it just Neon Neon and that's why originally the dice was meant to be the single. Yeah it You was. remember that? Yeah it you were talking about it was meant to be the single but but um but when we did Neon and my solo too the the segue to it this like I said the the sim solo was just fucking great. The way you finished it off and then you build it up to my solo. And honestly that's still one of my favorite solos. Because yeah. honestly, I didn't really think about it, but I did so much takes for that solo to get it right. Yeah, you did. Because, I mean, I think coming from a guitarist perspective, I was tuned down a half step. It was C minor. So it was, it was in that good, it was in the middle of the neck where, where everything was kind of possible. So I just wanted to just try my best to expand that, like just do my best to expand Everything in that aspect of the neck. So, I remember, you know, you yeah. know how the solo came out to be. My solo was like, so, I think it was a Friday or something. I don't. Know, I forgot. Like it was a Friday or something. Yeah, Friday or Thursday. So one of those days. And uh, the day before, Matt, Matt, like, or he likes to go by. Shout Knox to now to oh, yeah, <laughs> he Knox. likes to go by Knox now. But Matt, man, like, or at the time he used to call him Ladda. And that, he has too many aliases. i have gave him but you know his shirts were dope though yeah i still want still want some man Lata if you gang. ever listen to this i still need more latta gang shit but um but that's the thing like i remember matt like think a couple of days ago or a day before he was like hey like what are you doing like i need you i need you to help me out with something i didn't record a video and stuff because he had like he had i don't, I don't know man he's a, he's a man of mystery too because he tells you what he does, but then you realize he's, there's more layers to him. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck he's he He's a does? mysterious man. <laughs> so, so I remember he just bought this expensive-ass gimbal. Like, this, this just, like, zero-gravity gimbal that oh, you, can, yeah. you can come up with cool camera angles. And he had, like, the newest iPhone at the time. So, it was, like, this high-quality
1: shit. He wanted to record you playing. He wanted to record
0: me playing because he had to make a commercial. But it turned into you finding your solo right yeah because yeah. cause i remember he because i remember he was just like hey man i just need to record something so like do do whatever just do your thing pretend you're in the studio or whatever but since when i had that free time and i was already working on neon at the time and i kind of showed you but um but uh we were still kind of like we agreed oh, okay well we'll do it sunday so this was still before so i was just like well i'm already here so fuck it i'm gonna just I'm I'ma just do a couple of things, lay down the rhythm, had an idea of the rhythm, so I laid it down and stuff like that and messed with a couple of things and stuff like that. And then at that point I was just like, Well, I mean, you know, I think he just wants me to record some shredding shit, so I'll just record some shredding shit. And then at that point I'm like, Well I might as well just do my solos. Dude, I did a shitload of takes for that solo. I think if you I think if you go through the logic files, I think I was over at forty. Over at forty takes. Shit. And and the thing is too is just like, it was at first I was having fun, and recording it. And then eventually I just kept hearing the playback and stuff. Like really at first it was for the sake of his video, and I was just like no 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 I'll just you know do it Sunday. But then the more I kept getting into it, I started like figuring out parts that I liked.
1: Yeah, and you you didn't
0: want to let it go because you were already on to something. Yeah, I was already I was already on the hot seat and stuff. So, that was like one of the true true first times in that album where. It wasn't truly like, oh, I'm going to go from here to here. It was just... It was somewhat my first way of comprising a solo. Yeah. That was truly my first way of comprising a solo, which is like bits and ideas that I picked, picked up shredding and playing licks and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I want that, I want that. And then when when I did the final last take, it was the good mix of like, okay, I go here, I go here, I go there. And I mean... Still, it's still one of my favorite solos. It's just and just the way I kind of did my best to approach all all the styles that I love about being a guitar player and being like of love about eighty shred. Is it true galore that I tap? No, but it was just what I always wanted out of guitar for me. It was just for me. It's still one of the best representations of that of me. The only thing that comes second, honestly, is really uh FM ten ninety three.
1: Yeah, which is your. It's like your uh, revival. It's like your second coming, I think. Because, you know... I'll talk about that,
0: but FM... Because FM-1093 was the first song I made with Mixcraft. Yeah. And I released it in June and stuff. So it was like, you know, in my head, going from Candy Neon and realizing the peak sounds for me for that album was truly the Dice and Neon. Yeah, Yeah, what worked? What I wanted... The you know before making ever making music was my head my headspace of like what's that that sound that I kept thinking of, and I and finally when I listened to Neon and the Dice it was that it was yeah. not like oh my God is the melody no it was just in my head i like well I
1: want something like this but like this and I want this and I want this aspect but and you have a sound that's completely unique that I didn't know I even wanted. But in a place like HCC, where it's almost always classically trained musicians, and then on the other end of the spectrum, it's trap, just a bunch of trap. You know, it, it was it was really refreshing to see somebody that's like, I want to make a synthwave style song, but I also want to shred 80s style over it. Yeah, and you combine those two because, styles in a way that really it, works.
0: And it's been done before. It's been done before. It's it's in synthwave tracks, but really, you know, obviously, just you know. I just, you know, I guess my love for 80s came from my love for 80s metal, then 80s hair metal, so it always came from that aspect, it was just like, I want to be like George Lynch, I want to be like Vivian Campbell I want to be like John Sykes Kirk Hammett and stuff, like, you know, I wanted to be, like, that guitar shredder, but at the same time I was like, but I really love Synthwave I really love Synthwave yeah. like, that was that's still my shit that I love to listen to, gotten to a point where, like, my brother's into Synthwave now You know, so it's it's just but my point is though it's just I just love synthwave and um and I just figured that was the perfect medium for me to create my art and music because synthesizers you know they're just great they're there's so there's there's so many tones and manipulations that you can like project and you know and as far as like eighties sound synthesizers. Like, they just tend to express that really
1: well for me. I think Rush Rush introduced me to loving uh, old-school-style synthesizers. Dude, there was a lot of music that Uh made me love synthesizers and
0: stuff, from 80s metal to 80s pop, you know, synth
1: wave. It's weird because uh, even though it seems so different, our humble beginnings are kind of similar because I love playing piano, but I don't like playing classical. I don't. I mean, I like jazz, but I don't like to play jazz all the time. And I also really like electronic music. I don't like radio EDM. I don't like dance music, but I like when people use synthesizers in creative ways. Yeah. Um. And I was like, these two things don't seem like they go together. But a synthesizer is essentially a piano, just with a different tone. Yeah. And uh, what if I just combine the two elements? And so my first ever songs I ever made on Reason were piano based but they had electronic in the back and that's how I fleshed out my style was m- melodic melodic electronic and, and yeah. it's like we we're we were kind of like meant to meet up there and be in, the p- in a weird
0: way because I mean it's just you know but we didn't even met for the sake of music we just met because we
1: just loved the same YouTube content growing up as kids. We met because we we became <laughs> friends because we both referenced the same YouTube poop. King of the Hill YouTube which, poop. Which I don't even know how many people do know about YouTube poops. I'm sure plenty of people know about the uh, what was what, Durham Rockers King of the Hill YouTube You'd poops. You'd be surprised. I don't they're not too, not, I don't think my buddies really knew about Durham Rockers YouTube poops no, or dude. stuff like that. I had to show them Durham Rockers YouTube poops. So did I. But there's like a million views on each of those, I think, by now. Yeah, there's got to be some people out there that know what we're talking about. I know Galvy would know that. Of course, Galvy would know. Yeah, Galvy knows that. Galvey knows I don't think, that. that's his taste, though. No, um, I could be wrong. Look, we gotta ask him. everybody. That. If you don't like YouTube poop, go look up Fesh Pins of Blair. All right, watch both <laughs> of them. Or Michael
0: Rosen YouTube poop. Yeah, all yeah. Pretty
1: good. Or if you don't, if you don't <laughs> like that, then YouTube poop isn't your style.
0: Yeah, right. it's just, I mean. There's a beauty behind YouTube Poops. It's a it's a, it's a blend of uh, stupidity and art.
1: Yeah, being creative with video editing for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing nothing but making... Just, like, just so you can have, like, you know, like,
0: for instance, like, <laughs> Hank Hill say lol. Or, yeah, to make Hank Hill say lol. Or, or Dallas Salad, <laughs> or, you know, or just having Knuckles, you know, say Bitch, or you know, it just <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just that's hilarious. And who can forget the classic sauce? Yeah, in every YouTube poop, or you know, or having that Robotnik old Sonic the Hedgehog TV show for pingus? him saying
1: pingas to "pingus," "pingus." yeah. It's it's just a glory <laughs> the glory age of YouTube, but we shouldn't be talking about YouTube poops. I mean, we, but the point is,
0: um, so your style, like for my my background was just. I mean, look, embarrassingly enough, but I mean, it made me who I am. I was just a true diehard metal kid, in 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 high school. But before that, um, I, I just it was you know to this day, I still tell him from time to time. But it was really my brother. My brother showed me so much music, as a kid, like to 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 I think too much. <laughs> too much for me because he made me explore different genres and that because he would just i would always you know be passenger side with him and he would just play his music and it was a mix of everything it was a screw hip-hop r&b uh rock metal uh cumbias you know and you know stuff you know you know i don't i want to say surface level stuff because he he knew even more stuff that he dug into electronic and and all that stuff and like different kinds of electronic, you know, from house to, uh, you know, sometimes dubstep. And then he hey, even showed me. Dubstep. He showed me hardcore. He showed me uh, what the. F- he showed me hardcore. He showed me hardstyle. He showed me, a lot of that euro shit too, through his friends. he showed me a lot. He went. He showed me from basically Metallica, to basically Billy Ocean to Billy Ocean to freaking you know hard style you know it's just it was he introduced me to a lot of music so I already kind of came into like middle school just loving different styles of music and still loving still being a teenager and still loving what whatever was on the top 40 hip hop top 40 hip hop and stuff like that you know and I have no shame in that just no shame yeah like a lot of those songs I, I can still sing to by heart no matter
1: okay how cheesy they are I, I've got a burning question for you what? Top five bands that influenced you as a musician today. <sighs> Easy. Number one, docking
0: because of George Lynch. George Lynch was my aspiration. He's your he's your hero. He was my biggest aspiration to being a shredder. <sighs> All right. Now, second, that'll have to be truly where I'm at now as a musician is uh, the synthwave uh, guy. It's just a one-man band. His name is Miami Nights, uh, 1984. So that guy helped me out a lot. Now, those are the main two as far as, like, modern, like, where I can truly dig my roots right now as far as where's my creative mind. But deeper than that, I mean, to tell you the truth, as far as, like, the biggest admiration of guitar and just, quote-unquote, guitar shredding was Ozzy. Yeah. So, you, yeah. Know, the, you know, if you listen to o- Ozzy's discography after Sabbath, I mean, he just, he was just blessed to be given virtuosic guitar players. And my favorite one between all of them was uh, Jakey Lee. Because, you know, Bark at the Moon was like one of my favorite
1: solos as a kid. So, this is all coming from rock. I mean, so. is Sabbath is in there too, right? Like, Sabbath has to be... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Sabbath, but...
0: But to be honest with you, like, I love Sabbath, you know, uh, you know, but for the sake of like my metal mentality, I want to listen to fucking metal. Yeah. But when it comes to like now where I'm at, where it's like I want to listen to some rock and roll with some fucking kicking guitar licks and shreds and stuff like that. It comes from Ozzy. It comes from Ozzy. And really, I just love the Bark at the Moon album. I love the Bark at the Moon single. And, you know, that's what kind of inspired me to pick up. You know later on guitar and stuff like that so but others man like that's something i gotta really think about really i think honestly true another thing too was uh really idle i kind of realized now going into looking back was like i always loved you know rebel yell as a kid like that rebel yell song was so like to me that was just so cool you know the synthesizers the lasers the guitar solos the vocals and i know that was a very 80s and then coming full circle later on in life actually listening to the full album it was just yeah like when i was making candy neon like that (laughs) robo yell record was on heavy replay um all right right. so yeah you got you got one more one more, like I'm trying to really think and not be put on the hot seat. Is just like really think about. You that. got five seconds. <laughs> okay. You know, but uh, you just really thinking about. Okay, like, what was it and stuff. But um, really, it was a tank. Really, it was a lot of rock stuff. You know, but let me see. Let me really
1: think about this one. No rush. I know it's gonna take me a minute to think of mine.
0: it's kind of hard to pinpoint it's kind of really hard to pinpoint you know as far as true like you know sometimes where I pick up the little aspects and stuff like that yeah I mean mean, those top four I can just still name off by heart just really because of like the synthesizer the style it's not true it's not you can't I don't feel like you can truly trace that to that but it's just in my head it's just like okay I kind of want to figure out a way to combine a mix of the mix of the mix of
1: doesn't have to be perfectly noticeable but uh, as long as they influenced you or you know
0: but you know number five will be kind of hard to pick but if i is it you know it was just really just 80s rock in general like i remember in my period of time when i was into like big aor like 80s aor which is like basically album oriented rock where like Record labels pretty much like filtered out these like quote unquote hit machines. You know the just yeah. industry plants, industry plant rock. Cause honestly, dude, like the guitar tones coming from those musicians was like just beautiful, which is you know the reason why. Like I tried my best to kind of come up with that tone for the dice, the that simple guitar power core thing and stuff like that. So like that synthesizer guitar, you know, something from A Flock of Seagulls to, you know, you know, even like Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller guitar tones that had it.
1: Can we really quickly talk about how there's a noticeable lack of reverb in modern guitar tones? Really? Like, it feels like in the 80s, there was a lot more reverb.
0: But you got to think about, like, yeah, in the 80s, but it wasn't... It wasn't the end all, be all guitar tone, though.
1: No, no, but just even in metal, it seems like everything was more full, more sustained. Yeah, I, I'm looking at Metallica. I'm honestly like my eyes are like darting at Metallica. No, for trust this. me.
0: Later on, like a lot of those albums later, kind of picked up those 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 tones and stuff. But it's just really, really, dude. It's just. That was just the time, I guess. I guess yeah. really, I mean, it's, you gotta look at it. The, you know, at that time, that was the z kite. It's bigger, better, you know, longer. You know, that yeah. that's where that's where the z kite was at that time. I don't, but to me, I don't think it's the end all, be all for 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 guitar tone. It's just, yeah, I think now it just lacks it because that's what we want to hear as a, as as a public i think that's just what we want to hear just cleaner yeah it's just you know just i guess just guys like you and me that just listen to that we notice that right away and we're just like why why can't we just have it like that And you know sometimes i don't want it like that all the time because you know honestly man like i love the 80s stuff but i want it to just stay in the 80s yeah and then as far as like a revival and what i'm doing yeah sometimes i try my best to incorporate those things and stuff but i don't And I don't want to make my art more than what it is. At the end of the day, it's just synth music and guitars and shredding and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like my my head is just like, I don't want to be too formulated and stick to the No, I just want to stick to my formula, what I like, what I like hearing, what I like making and stuff like that. And that's what should matter as far as like n- never. Yeah, like sometimes I do use gated reverb. But that's just but that what comes with the style and the art and the music and stuff like that. But even this, this newest single that we're working on, yeah. I'm trying to like eliminate that for for this sake for the sake of this single i'm just trying to eliminate that just just because i know i can do it and i can do it without it and stuff because there was plenty of music before then that didn't use it during that time which was like the house music and all that stuff mm-hmm. but but yeah but i mean that's just the answer to answer your question i mean like yeah there is a lack but it's not something i crave for in guitar tone and stuff like that yeah sometimes it sounds
1: dry and stuff but it's just you know that's just subjective i guess for me the reason why I'm looking for reverb is uh, I'm kind of projecting it from electronic to rock because in electronic, it seems like with a synth lead especially, if you're doing a synth solo, which I don't even hear much anymore in modern electronic, is I want a good reverb. It doesn't have to be a lot, but I want a good room reverb. I want, want I want that quick, airy, snap reverb. I want a space to be created with a song, and everything that I've heard on the radio in the past five ten years now is um clean and it focuses on a drum track and the, the real sad thing is i can tell when they use a drum loop for every song on the radio nothing wrong with a drum loop by the way right. i use them but you can tell when they are like they go into fl studio find a drum loop that's already a preset and just loop it yeah. and play a couple chords over it and find a uh an artist that's popular to sing over it and yeah. it's like easy cash
0: yeah it's easy cash it's I mean, like
1: illuminations movies <laughs> it's like the minions movie of, <laughs> of music uh it's easy you know it's gonna make money it's processed yeah it's, um, it's
0: commercialized but i think that's just what comes with a lot of the music that we hear now like that's just what comes with it man yeah honestly and I, I do like some of these songs yeah, don't get me wrong i don't uh it's just i don't i don't know man I, that's just where we're at now that's just where we are at now, and the thing is, is just like, and you know, who, whoever you want to categorize those, those, those great creative minds that are pushing out great music, it's just they don't. I don't think they just want reverb right now. I don't know.
1: Like, <laughs> you're asking me. I'm just, I'm just a kid in my room. Oh, it's it's up to me, man. It's up to. I, it's I, up I, to you. I've, I've got to be. I've got to be the martyr of reverb. I you have, have to. Yeah, to, I be to bring back group. reverb and show the world what they're missing. It's my duty. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man just I'm I'm a humble man with nothing but five million dollars and music software I mean it's just
0: I mean there's a lot of things you have to keep in mind with music it's just there will things come and go so somewhere somewhere down the line years down the line there'll be some guy like where's the reverb I want reverb so it's just and Me. there'll be a play of artists that will follow along and yeah you <laughs> yeah but as far as you know the, you know the big money makers that are like out here getting platinum racks on the on the first hour and stuff, you know
1: but uh so it's wow. just um it's just, it's just I'm, not, I'm not even time. I'm not complaining about the lack of reverb I just I've noticed you it. just noticed that yeah because
0: because just I don't know how to explain it it's just you know obviously over time like I guess it's probably just because like, you know, especially now with the age Asian internet, maybe because everything is so DIY and then there's a lot of aspects that, you know, a lot of kids don't understand or mm-hmm. know yet. They do it, but they make it sound good. And then now that becomes normal because that's the sound that people should try to go for in order to get the pop appeal and stuff. It's, it's
1: just a very subjective world that we get into, so. Well, I, I guess, um, you know, I shouldn't say that. There is one artist that uses a lot of reverb and delay, Ooh. and he's one of my uh, inspirations for how I create sound. He's is one of my been, uh, Mac Demarco, uh, not even Mac Demarco, but he is one of them. It's it's he's one of the biggest proponents of me wanting to make a clean but wet, like at the same time, sounding yeah. track. And it's Tame Impala, Kevin oh, Parker, yeah. Tame Impala. He uses vocal effects, instrument effects, up the ass, and somehow manages to produce a clean track. Using like five different send reverbs, a bunch of delays on everything, and somehow pans everything and compresses everything to make it sound perfect. It's very spaced out. And yeah, he, like Tame Impala, is one of my biggest inspirations, just sonically, just in the way things sound. Yeah, and I noticed that a lot throughout the years was just you know one how, just
0: as far as sound, and just the light, the 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 appeal of Tame Impala is so so big. It's like it's really big and yeah. you listen to Tame Impala and you just understand why he just he figured something out. He figured something out in his in his favorite influences of psychedelic and and all that stuff and and yeah.
1: made something great. It's like what I wanted from it's like what Pink Floyd gave me uh whenever I was in high school I listened to a lot of Pink Floyd just the psychedelic wet wide sound that they had. A bunch of pitch bends, a bunch of just changing effects in the background. Tame Impala Modernizes that sound for me, and that's what I like about it. Um, yeah, I mean that's why you have old Travis Scott wanting to be in his Astroworld album and stuff.
0: So, uh, and yeah. I, mean, I want to be surprised when he'll return to to that once again with Travis. Travis I mean, Scott, I mean, he did really good. Oh, I forgot what song it was.
1: I think it was Carousel, or whatever. the Fuck, I'm not. I'm not too big into that. Album, um, Houston has a lot of great artists. I just, <laughs> I just wonder why the most popular ones from Houston tend to not be that amazing in my mind what do you mean i mean just i don't know i don't know how to really explain that like beyonce I mean,
0: Beyonce, look like man like man you really want to get into beyonce dog you like beyonce <sighs> no i don't either all right <laughs> it's just yeah there's some songs i like you know obviously like the 2004 album and crazy in love and some
1: all the single ladies. some of the stuff you know single ladies and stuff and there's a lot of single ladies out there. Justin Bieber's trying to get with them.
0: Fuck oh up. He's married, <laughs> goddammit. Well, you know. No, but um, it's just I just I understand why she had such an appeal and why, you know, they, you know, world music did what they did and made her the biggest superstar cuz she had star potential and then between I guess, uh, you know uh, I might uh I might kill myself but like between the three of Destiny's Child, like I guess as far as like the appeal, I think she was the one that really did stick out. Kelly Rowland yeah. is my favorite though,
1: but but, but not you as know. a not as a creative musician. I don't think that's why she was popular. I don't think she was popular because everybody was like, "Wow, she's such a creative musician." But she was a great singer. She was a great singer. She's she a had great a great singer. voice, and she was beautiful.
0: Yeah.
1: And but, um, I mean, I mean, that's all you need. And all you yeah. need is the right the right producers, the
0: right push, and then you got. You got that international star. Yeah. It's just... You know, the thing is, man, it's just... Personally, yeah, that's not my taste in music. So... It's, but at the same time, you like I, like, I, like I was telling you in the car ride back, it was just like, dude, sometimes you just got to listen to it and just appreciate it for what it is. Is her music now, like, that special for me? No. But she's at a point in her life where she can just be... That creative person that she wants to be, and now it's up to the interpretation of her, you know, fans and stuff like that, and you know, and sometimes I think about it too. It's just I don't think it's necessarily Beyonce herself. I mean, she's just Beyonce. No, she just I mean, makes her music. She likes what she likes. Let's she, you be know, fair. She knows th- what to make. I
1: think in the heat and of her she, career, she wasn't even writing most of her own music.
0: Was he? I don't, I don't think
1: so. Um, but and Andrew, but it's just people. I mean, that's the kind of sad thing. People don't care. If it sounds good, it no, sounds good. of course great. not. But that's, that's like the industry of pop music at the time. Like at Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had 12 ghostwriters on all, on most of her biggest records. And that's sad to me. Not sad because it's popular. Of course it's going to be popular. There's a reason why that music is popular. It's catchy. It's but, relatable. But sometimes but. you got to think about
0: maybe the songwriters isn't necessarily the damn the, the, actually... Um, you know doing the instrument like you know i don't think it's maybe it's just the singers write their lyrics or like for the most part have an idea of where to conceptualize their lyrics and have a group of people kind of like take that out i'm trying to be optimistic about where these pop artists lie truly so like i I just feel like they do have their ideas and where they want to project their art because you know you know a lot of these artists do get personal about their stuff Yeah. So it's just a matter of just like, hey, like, I want this. And then maybe the other quote unquote extra songwriters are instrumentalists, producers that like try to in their head, try to come up with a sound or a certain progression to help better that
1: artist, you know. Well, I also also want to give credit. I mean, this, this is both sides speaking here. I want to give credit to producers who have to work with an artist that maybe isn't as talented as they're portrayed. Or an artist that doesn't write their own lyrics or melodies, and this producer doesn't get any popularity or any um, outward credit. But for sometimes, the
0: album. but sometimes, just
1: like those dudes don't want that. Oh no, and they make a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah, they like, just want kinda, the, and that's kind of the dream. That, but there's an appreciator like, there's something to appreciate behind that art. It's just they just want to be the guys behind the scenes and help like these artists push out. These hot, you know, these hot singles, hot tracks and stuff like that. And like, yeah, they they do it for the sake of money, maybe. But at the same time, there's just a level of profession and there's a level of like taste to them, whether they know it's bland, they know it's this. And they're aware of that, but they just know that's what they just know. That's the thing that that's the, that's, that's that thing you I appreciate. It's like, yeah, I listen to pop music. That's not what I like. But behind it, you understand why it's just so big because sometimes it's going grandiose and sometimes it's just being minimal it's, it's a good mix
1: of the two and you know there's plenty of people out there that just tend to tend to do that really well I've, I have found myself over the years in high school I was an elitist for rock and roll me too uh, I thought every, too. pretty much everything else was bad I especially thought rap was bad I have grown a lot over the years in realizing that pop music that I used to hate there's something about it to appreciate a lot and with rap, I actually really enjoy a lot of rap, and there's something about Whoa. it to appreciate. But the only genre of music that, at least a majority of the time, I find myself still not understanding or thinking there's much merit to is stadium country music.
0: Oh, bro, country. Yeah. But there's but it's the same thing as far as the pro- producers that they
1: know what to do. Yeah. They just know what to do. They just know what's popular. Well, I'm for me, it's more the personality of modern country music. Well, of uh, ad-lib just um, talking about things you would see out in the country. Like a big truck. Or a cornfield.
0: i the born yeah. down here <laughs> yeah.
1: talking about beer
0: talking these, about
1: truck. These country artists <laughs> writing these lyrics. Is that
0: Blake Shelton I think that's what his name is? I
1: don't, I don't think these country artists work on a farm. I think they live in a three-story like mansion and they're talking about uh, living in a trailer.
0: I believe that it's <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, but uh I don't know, man. That's just pop country, dude. Yeah. That's just I mean, even true country purists like don't agree with what's going on. But it's nah. just once again, it's just it's coming from a perspective where they just realize what what works. And and you know, I don't I'm not a I'm personally not a fan of Bro Country because I think it's just the lyrical content is just so brain dead. That's it what kinda, I'm talking it about. It kind of just stereotypes, yeah. and it just stereotypes, you know, small town people into being like a bunch of just bunch of dumb fucks. Yeah, but but they like that stuff. So what if they like it? So and then that relates to them. I mean, it's true. That, that's it's it.
1: it's like we were talking about with but, One Direction. But it's not all the time. So let's let's not say let's not generalize
0: but it's not all the time there's no. people that that will listen to it and like from a small town and just be like bro what the fuck is this shit yeah, But of course, but, of but, course. But, but it works it works the
1: way they. there's compr- enough people out there comprise it that are vibing with that be, be, also because too
0: it's just you know a lot of people who move into country right a lot of people who move into country these they're like young adults they're teenagers and all that stuff so like they were brought into like pop they were brought into like you know the early 2000s rock late 2000s rock and where it was all fun and all that stuff and poppy and um, and just and then having their older sibling there's too many contributing factors that I've realized with bro country why bro country is bro country to this day it's a mix of rock it's a mix of pop it's a mix of this and then now it's like you know a couple of years ago like I remember seeing the video like this needs to stop in country which is oh asking, yeah Booms and claps and snaps yeah. and stuff like that. They're adding, like, that that poppy poppy hip-hop, whatever, pop beat, or whatever, into country and stuff with acoustic guitars and stuff like that. and To make it... To give it that appeal, so to bring in different, bring in more people into that. Well, to be fair, you can't gatekeep a genre of music. So, th- that's the thing. Uh, it's just, like... It's just, like,
1: yeah, I'm not a fan of bro country, but bro country tends to relate to a lot of people. It does. And to be fair, I have not... Tried listening to it while drunk on Pabst Blue Ribbon, so maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm just not. You know, it's like you got to listen to Pink Floyd when you're stoned. I don't. You got to listen to Metallica when you're drunk. Maybe you got to listen to Bro Country when you're drunk on some cheap Keystone Ice or something like. (laughs) Or natty lights, you know. Or natty lights, yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't, maybe I'm not in the right mindset. It just, you know, the new country relates to the young
0: audience. And and that's the thing. You want to relate to the young audience. And it's coming, like I said, it's coming from those homes that are introduced with all them stylistics and stuff. And then when they listen to country to them, it's like, oh, my God, you know, like, I love it yeah. and stuff. And, yeah, sometimes maybe some of them. But, you know, if in a, in a picture-perfect world, you just hope that, like, with still with the sound, with the same twangy, you know, Voice of country and the same, for the most part, you know the the instrumentation is still just right about there. Yeah, there's no more strings or anything, but the acoustic, the steel string acoustic guitar sound is still there, which is synonymous all throughout country. Everybody likes a good Johnny
1: Cash song. Okay. Yeah. So
0: my point is, is just you know, in a picture perfect world, you just hope yeah they would want to listen to older stuff or whatever and stuff. I mean, look as far as my 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 country background is just listening to Bro Country. I'm not into Bro country. It's just having to listen to Bro country through the radio, through different types of works and stuff like that. And the other thing too is just uh, and then just uh, listening to a Johnny Paycheck album, and just calling it a day. <laughs> so you know I, that's all my I'm, so as far as that field and spectrum, I'm just ignorant and just listening to Bro Country, like, oh my God, like people like this shit. But then, like I said, some like I even tell you, sometimes you just gotta take a step back and just think about it, and you know. You're
1: right. I'm holding on too strong to my uh, my imagination of what's going on in people's heads when they make or listen to that music. Look, man. When it
0: comes to music, nothing much has changed in high school. I'm still a dick about certain things. There's oh, me some too. things I don't fucking like, oh. but, but. You just grow the fuck up, I guess. You just grow the fuck up, and you appreciate things for what they are, because you can't you can't change, what's going on. So why complain about it and stuff like that? Because sometimes you look at somebody generally enjoying that, and just so, and even though, you hate what's being shown, you hate what's being said. They're still bringing a sense of joy as much as they, they bring me like bring my music. You know, they, they, give, they give them a sense of joy as my, my music gives me that sense of joy and stuff. And, you know, honestly, my music isn't all that great either. Honestly. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. Don't say
1: that about yourself.
0: <laughs> no, but what I like, too. I like hair metal, all right? Where dudes put on hairspray and tight spandex and stuff like that. And I like old school metal. And, and honestly, I like Skrillex.
1: Dude, yeah, and you Early like Skrillex.
0: School. You know, and I like old school metal. And, you know, honestly, a lot of those old school metal guys... Are a bunch of greasy
1: long-haired fucks with, you know, neck beards. Yeah, it's pretty easy no offense to to, to them though, but, but still. It's pretty easy to look at a genre of music, simplify it and make it sound stupid. I mean, you talk about early Skrillex and you go, "It's just a bunch of fart sounds with a drum beat behind it. Why would people listen to that?" And then you realize he is a master at dynamic sound design. He's a master at creating an instrument out of nothing
0: and you, when you realize where dubstep was before and then oh it was you know, completely during different during that before. beginning yeah. era of the early 2000s and stuff I mean it was such a big quantum leap it's the same way as 10 years before what I'm somewhat familiar to is drum and bass yes yes so like dude original drum and bass man that is some original stuff like industrial you know, we, too that's the same, that same yeah. thing, too. Industrial goes back in the
1: mid-'80s, dude. Yeah. You know? And it's so much different, it, And it comes
0: from, like, new wave and, you know, and, like, old old pop and stuff. Like, the you know, electronic dance pop and stuff. It comes from that and well, stuff. And, and, and it's Skrillex bunch-
1: doesn't make dubstep. He makes bro-step. <laughs>
0: that, <laughs> that is what it's, true.
1: That's what it's called. Uh, and nobody likes to call it that because it sounds stupid. So they just call it dubstep. But I dubstep... Mean,
0: it's still technically
1: dubstep you know in its way but
0: I know having to eventually coming along listening to original dubstep you're kind of like wow like how much it has shifted and stuff you know but you know a lot of like but that's the thing with a lot of electronic music you realize it's, it's always been an experimentation first of what can be projected, what can be done and what where can you push it and what do people like and then eventually somewhere down the line like a bunch of younger people pick it up and make it into songs and then eventually, you know, it catches the attention of of other people and and commercializes it. It is
1: definitely an influential style of music. Like it's the most somebody starts a thing and, and then people do that until it becomes professional but
0: it's kind of weird to think about all forms of electronic music have been experimental have yeah. been a form of experimental has been in in a, in a weird sense a true form of art a true form of art like early industrial early electronics like there there's some weird fucking shit yeah i you know like it's just there's some weird fucking shit that's being shown and stuff like and being, i, I being, wonder
1: what's next honestly you don't know.
0: I mean, what what is but the we're next at a point now? But I mean, if you really want to think about that, though, I mean, like, where where has this last decade brought us? It brought us like wave. It yeah. brought us
1: wave. It brought us the new form of dubstep. I think like people us... are going back in time a lot too now. I mean, vaporwave is huge. Synthwave is huge again. People are into nostalgia, and people are trying to go back a lot. I guess. Probably, I
0: think it's always been that way. But I, you know, I think it's always been that way. There's always been a collective group of amount of people, you know, when I guess when I guess when American culture became more civilized and a lot more like mass and their cities and subcultures and stuff like that. I think there was always small subcultures that always wanted to be hipsters about things like i like yeah. older things i like older things but now we're just we're, we we see we see it as such a at such a bigger level because we have the internet yeah
1: that's and, true.
0: and you know being, being such a, a teenager thing. and being a teenager and being impressionable and whatever you think is cool to you you will follow along to certain trends and stuff you will for me to this day like my my true trend of just wearing denim and white sneakers and sneakers and Converse and black T-shirts and stuff like that came from that '80s metal scene. It's true. That has never changed. You know the old retro, yeah. Like, and I don't think it hasn't changed. I've been wearing denim. Converse. The wear leather.
1: Uh, been wearing Converse for seven years now. now yeah. It stopped. But even then, Converse is like, it's like, oh, it's like anybody can wear
0: on Anybody can wear Converse. Anybody can rock them. Yeah. So, but I mean the whole point is though is just yeah, I like, think there is more nostalgia now because like that's why for the most part like I don't I don't think like things are dying or you know, things you know, things are like becoming I don't know, like stagnant or anything is cuz you know there there is plenty we have the internet. We're more connected to to understand what was back then and there's plenty of information how things were back then you know maybe some are false maybe some are true but as far as fashion and trends and music and stuff like that yeah like you know there's plenty of kids that would want to love certain things or whatever i just happen to be one of those kids that love a lot of 80s shit yeah you happen to be one of those kids that love a lot of classic rock shit you know so it's just it just happens we're connected to a world of information
1: we have an archive within a phone and a computer to, to know and understand things. And we're the first generation to really grow up with that. I oh, mean, yeah. the internet's been around, but we're the first generation to have computers become, in our
0: pockets. Become truly incon- interconnected by the age of 12, pretty yeah. much. Or yeah. by the age of 11, 10. Depends on your age. I mean, there was kids in fucking elementary that I knew had a fucking iSpace.
1: Uh, I had a flip phone in seventh grade, but I, I mean, whenever I was seven. But I, I made a Facebook when I was... 12, I think yeah same year and uh man Facebook has changed too uh, yeah it's just you know it was
0: once I mean it was just a social media now it's that with because like I you apparently know apparently it's a, it's first, a smart uh, it was I mean look you you know we're, I mean we're even connected to Instagram so we're still a slave to Facebook oh yeah yeah point. I mean, Facebook but, owns Instagram so no but but the thing is is like it just makes sense we are so we, we we spend most of a good majority of our time looking at that shit. Yeah. So it's just like you know, there's a bunch of companies that went out to him like, hey man, like, let me let me let me get in here, let me get in here, let me get in here. There's money to that, and I'm sorry, like tons. When when you're deep in that hole like Zuck was, yeah, like you lose yourself. Now now he's a robot. So
1: yeah, they they did my boy wrong. Now he's a robot. But at least he hey, look. At least he's humble, right? And he dresses normal. He wears the gray shirt to work. He wears the purple shirts on his days off. There you go. So, you see what I mean? Yeah. You know?
0: Hey, there's a beauty to everything, even though yeah, those, apparently those shirts are expensive or whatever. Really? <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> shit. I don't know. I think they're like 90 a pop. Oh, Jesus. See, Bill Gates gets it. Bill Gates wears like a $15 outfit.
1: To, Does he really?
0: Yeah. No way. I mean, he still keeps that same Porsche from like the early 90s. He still drives that Porsche.
1: What's that saying? Like if Bill Gates dropped $100, it wouldn't be worth his time to pick it up?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man $100 is $100, man But I don't
1: know, he makes a $100 But like, in the time it would take blinking. him to In the time it would take him to pick up that $100 He would have made more than $100 That's what I'm saying, so, like yeah, He would have made $100 just blinking Or just sniffing a fart or something <laughs> Oh man, dude, I'd sniff a fart for $100 bucks. <laughs> i us i would sniff a fart for 50 bucks. No nah, man Your standards are much lower 20 Dude I would sniff
0: a fart for 5 dollars <laughs> Yeah You know We're all broke people man We're not made of We're not made of uh, games, man. Man,
1: man. I need food I need a sandwich Alright Fart for a sandwich Fart for a sandwich That's the American economy As a whole Fart for a sandwich a no way they're,
0: they're, you, you can twist that into Like making it into A beautiful art thing
1: there It already is <laughs> That's <true. laughs> Alright Let's Real quick Let's go in chronological order here for a second. Okay. We're talking about Neon, and we went past that. Something happened, all right, between Neon and now. Something huge happened between Neon and now. What? A year-long event took place. Well, yeah, the, the virus. The virus. We haven't even scraped the surface of what we went through during this. And I don't mean, oh, life was so hard for us. There's people out there dying. There's people out there in the hospital losing family members. I'm just saying the atmosphere of the planet between then and now. Shitload of tension. This is this is gonna sound horrible. I mean this in the truest way possible. This was like 9-11 again. In a way? In a way. Because it changed the way people trust each other. It oh, <laughs> changed yeah, the way people very true. people are connected. And, well, um, instead of, like, a group of people... Well, I mean, there's still a group of people right now
0: that are still fighting against each other. Let's, you know, let's bring that in the air. But now it's over masks and
1: It's over masks. And it's and it's <sighs> over believing in it or not believing in it. It's over how strong yeah. of a feeling you have towards but if it. if you
0: really think about it, man,
1: if you really think about it, you know,
0: I think it. I think it happened at such a good time because, like... The past ten years was a buildup of different groups, different problems, yep. different subcultures that are now just rising. And when now this, you know, virus happened, and now the world stood still. I think it, in America,
1: it was just a matter of time for it, all these underlying the time, tensions that were under the belly,
0: and now everybody was exposed. It like happened like during what the, what during a presidency,
1: uh, like like Trump or don't like Trump. Something you have to admit, he was a polarizing president. Oh, yeah. He completely was a polarizing divide. When 2016, like, look, in, in 2016, there was already, like, small
0: groups, small upbringings that were just bubbling under the surface of these collective groups of people that that believe a certain way, believe things should be fair, or believe things should go one way, believe things should go in the other. When Trump happened and stuff, it was a true... I think it was just a reflection on the American people. Like, okay, like, do you want to let an idiot in office, or do you want to let another idiot in office? Because the yeah. twenty sixteen election was a true, was a true
1: hilarity of like how fucked up politics is. It was is. pathetic. Yeah, it was just the twenty sixteen election. Eat. No matter what side you were on, or not being on a side at all, the twenty sixteen election, everything that took place was pathetic. And by the end of it, no matter who won, somebody was let down. And, uh, yeah I mean and, but that's the thing
0: like the internet helped push these subcultures to like stick to one stick to the other and yeah. like lash out at truly each other truly a divided America at this point yeah, it's just that um, that's one of the things that made me realize in the past four years like man the internet kind of fucking sucks at the same time yeah you know as much as like we create these subcultures in which we can appreciate certain arts and certain things and at the same time once things go political in a certain belief system as far as going from pro-life to pro-trump, to you know, pro-pro-democrat, leftist and all that. Like you see the cracks of just one society <laughs> as a, of where we are as an American
1: American people, but just humans. Well, and, and people don't no matter where you lie politically, the media or your own belief system or the people you're around, the reason you believe what you believe usually convinces people to believe that the other side is wrong. Not only is wrong, but is undermining the process of progressing America, and is hurting people. So it's not just you believe differently than me; it's you're ruining the country, and that's why there's such a big fight. Because the left, the leftists think the right are ruining the country, it's not true. and the right wingers think that the leftists are ruining the country. It's not true either. Um, and <laughs> it's just the
0: look. It's just the thing is though, and the thing is with. Nothing about the internet is just like there. Bill Burr said it very wisely. There are no qualifications to put shit on the internet. An idiot can go up there and put something as factual. He's, and then, he's and living then, proof of that. And then there are so many people that are, that can be manipulated. That with it, like, and that's the thing. You gotta give certain people benefits of the doubt. You know, they're like, you can't just automatically put. Well, they're just an idiot to begin with to just believe such a thing or whatever and all that. No, it's just sometimes man i think w- even with anybody within their own right and in their own heads they do have a sense of reasoning a sense of logic maybe a sense of morals sometimes they keep it hidden because and sometimes they don't but for the most part it's just like but when you become so manipulated and believe something yeah then you believe that that's your truth because you know it's just we're all we're all people that try to like stick to our truths and this is right this is wrong and this is that and now now when you have false information being thrown out
1: from every world, source from every source everywhere
0: you just. You, you, you don't get,
1: know what to believe.
0: Yeah, you get misconstrued into your own beliefs, and you have to just make what's best and what is true and what is not true and stuff like that. And then that's where kind of like true divide comes in. And, you know, and I brought it up before we even mentioned to the block as it's hard to really think for yourself when we've become so used to just relying on this bullshit information that's being projected to us.
1: Well, and, and how can you think for yourself when all the information you have to use at your disposal that is in your head could be wrong or yeah, is from a source too. that is biased? it could be wrong too and so, so I mean yeah
0: that is true it could be wrong it could be environmental I mean that is that is one flaw too where you know maybe thinking for yourself is bad and I do think about that because I'm like well you know a racist fuck thinks for himself he's not gonna be a racist fuck he's not gonna like stop being like oh shit I'm wrong no but it's just but at the same time it's just you know as I mentioned before this I mean that's just it's fucked up as it is it's human nature there's gonna be fucking idiots that just don't want to change there's gonna be people that, that are gonna to stick to their opinions and stick it true, but the problem is is just now because we've become such a hyper connected society in, in very large distances, connected all around the world. world, it just it just it just I don't it just, it accelerates the, the the ugliness of who we are as human beings. As far as like how far we will go to, you know, just
1: hurt or uh, you know, hurt one another. what a perfect societal climate right now to finally have a pandemic (laughs) like what a perfect time in our history right now when we're at this point uh, at a cutthroat pace to say you guys need to get together and stop this virus because that didn't happen no it didn't happen it didn't happen because like I said it was a boiling point it was
0: a boiling it was just a boiling point of things that were happening for the past nine years Nine years. I I think even before that, obviously because of racial issues and 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 tensions that that have been in America for a long time too. So it's it's you know. But as far as like you know, political side of things, yeah, maybe it is technically nine years because me because when I think about Obama being elected in office, I don't I
1: don't remember such riots. I remember there was a loud minority of people, especially on the right side, that were like trying to demand his birth certificate and saying that he was from a different country. But that was and, later on in life. But but yeah, no, there was nothing like oh. this. And, that was during like
0: when they were, that was during like Obama and Romney and stuff. Yeah.
1: And it kind of feel you kinda of missed that political climate, not because I think Obama was the best president we could have, but because the debates between him and Mitt Romney, him and McCain, were very sophisticated-sounding compared to this. Even George W. Bush sounds like a genius nowadays compared to the way that we are seeing debates now.
0: That old bastard did what he could, so... Yeah. But, you know, if you want to go into conspiracy theories, I mean, yeah, he kind of fucked us in the end. But still...
1: Uh, you, I mean, you could go into it was probably Dick Cheney that was in control of all that. But we're not going to we're not gonna do that. I don't want to
0: speculate Let's right now.
1: Let's go into the personal aspects of COVID. Because you you were hit in a different way than I was.
0: I mean, it's because,
1: cause, man, you know, we're talking about neon, right? So, yeah.
0: like, I'm not going to get into the thing. But it's just like, dude, like, I was, you know... <sighs> To say it, I mean, the year did a lot of things for me, but you know, what what it did, it slowed down my my pace. It slowed down my pace of what I was already
1: building at this time last year. At this time, we stopped going to school. Give it 10 more days and we stopped going to school. Yeah, we went to spring break and never came back. Yeah, so my point is,
0: is like, I was at a pace where it's not that everything made sense, but I felt like I was very productive in my life. Yeah, things seemed to be going the right way, you know. Yeah, pretty much say say it like that. It was just, you know, I was yeah that you know and looking back this whole year there was plenty of things i didn't do right but me as a person as far as what i was doing what i was going for what was my goals it was very it wasn't like oh my god like i'm gonna go here and i'm gonna go here but it was more like oh yeah like but wherever i go i'm set yeah i'm set into like you know truly not because i'm gonna get something is from from the outside i was you were satisfied i was getting something for myself yeah and uh i was just i was i was grinding and 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 you knew that yeah. because I would harass you to come over every every night. You lived on campus. I lived on campus, and uh, I was only here for sleep. You know, yeah. Recording in my room, but I was only I was here for sleep. And when, and, when you were told only, you
1: couldn't go back, it was hard. It was it was definitely <clears throat> definitely fucking hard. And it was it wasn't even that. It was the fact that you and I couldn't hang out. <clears throat> and that was this another is, thing too. This is what happened to me. At my house, at my dad's house, where I don't live anymore, um, unfortunately, it was pretty strict climate about COVID. My dad took the virus more seriously than pretty much anybody else I knew. My whole family there was taking it very seriously. We were wiping down our groceries. If we ever got takeout, we would sanitize the countertop after putting it down. We'd microwave the food onto separate plates and then eat it. And... I, for a while, wasn't even able to go to the gas station. And if I took out the trash, I had to wear a mask. And the trash is right (laughs) next to the front door. Mm, So that's how severe it was. I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't do anything. I think I saw you once. Once. I saw you once before the huge spike in June happened. And then after that, it was nothing. So for nearly an entire year, up until November, end of November, I was there. And I went nuts. So I just decided I have to leave. I have to. I moved out to my mom's in East Houston and was like, all right, we're hanging out. And so we went through almost that entire year of only doing Zoom calls. Yeah, we did a couple of Zoom calls. Got progressively more depressed <laughs> and depressed. unmotivated. And finally we started hanging out again. It's pretty recent still that yeah. we've been able to see each other. And uh, so, Yeah, man, it was just, and my end too, was just
0: personally, it was just like I said, man, it was just, I was halted, man. And, um, like I said, and honestly, I'll, I'll be lying if I didn't think that maybe we we're able to go back. And I, and I kept holding on. Dude, dude, I held on to that. It's sad looking back, but it was just I was so caught in yeah. my own head. I, I held on to that up until September. Yeah. I held on to that. Maybe I'll go back. Maybe I'll go back. Up until I knew September. I knew we weren't going to go it, back. No, nah, I didn't come to terms with that. Yeah. I didn't come to terms with that. I didn't want to believe it. I was a fool. Don't get me wrong. I was fool doing that. But I was human. You have to understand, like, the emotional value. I put so much time into, like, <laughs> making my EP. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, at the time, getting better. And then, you know, and, and getting where credit was due, finally, where on my end. Yeah, because obviously I started off ass, but I just kept going and i got to a point where you know people people really appreciated what i did yeah whether whether they didn't, whether they truly didn't understand or mess with it or not
1: it it came from that aspect and And we had listeners we had active uh people who were inputting on our community our music community and uh we mentioned misa earlier misa was a music group we had in school that Essentially, we're supposed to get together every Wednesday or something like that uh, and have a meeting. It was mixed. It was mixed. And, and we talked about our personal projects. We had showcases. We, com- we collaborated with each other. Didn't go as planned always, yeah. but it was a good idea, and it was a good start. And
0: The, um, the, the, the heart was there.
1: We and- thrived on that because we had an audience. And not only – it wasn't the fact that we were getting noticed. It was the fact that people liked what we were doing and wanted to hear more. And it pushed us to keep making
0: and keep making more, keep pushing more, and, and then most importantly too, it was just man, there was so great, there was good talents around us too. Yeah. so we were
1: we were, we were striving end, to be better.
0: And on my end, yeah, you know there was many great talents. It was we had our like, our, you know we, we were on our toes most of the times, you know, and that's why I grinded so so endlessly. So I grinded so endlessly because you know, like I said, man, just four hours of sleep. Yeah, if I was lucky, four hours of sleep uh zero sugar monster zero sugar and monster honey, bun. and honey buns yeah, and a core power uh protein shake if I had some money yeah <laughs> so I mean it I was just i was just living i was living this this grinding lifestyle, getting paid little money, you know getting paid little money at that time, but you know what I was doing i saw I saw the value at I just saw the value and you you know right now I make music you know I see it but it's at that time yeah it was no other because you had this environment you had this console where it was just you and whatever you needed to project at that time so I mean and I was constantly there working on projects doing school you know and honestly yeah I did wear myself thin because all I did was just focus on making music but you were working that's making the thing. music and then you know in some nights I, I was drained and I would just improvise and phrase into the wee hours of the night not recording anything you know and you know in result making shred videos and stuff like that because it was just it was a constant push for me to keep on going and keep on keep on being creative it was it was such a haven for me yeah like I'm not gonna lie at, back at home was I the best person fuck no I was I was horrible I, I was I was a entity that just slept here and left you know but i just knew being that person i just knew being outside i was working towards something that that meant so much more than what, what what was going on in my problems at home but when things halted dude i was stuck here i was stuck with the problems that that were brought up once again and then you know let alone being stuck in my own head and not being adaptive not not coming to terms with a lot of things dude i was still not here i was still going to my girl's place because in my head at that time that was the only only thing in my world that I created that was still there yeah and that's where I you know did a lot of growing but that's I where I fucked up cause I just it took me a while to get my studio going and stuff like that and I still had support to get this studio but the drive was gone because I just did, oh, it's temporary, it's temporary. And then, you know, I, was, I wasn't able to get the album pushed out by the end of the year. I didn't get to make a lot of songs last year. And, you know, truly, slowly over time, like, my drive was slowly going away because I just didn't see, no longer saw the value in what I was doing. The same, The same drive, the same grind, the same hustle, that mentality where I was like, yeah, like, it's amateur now, but I know in years time, I can still do that. Yeah, and those glimpses where I made FM twenty three, K O N, and certain like projects that I haven't really put out yet. I mean, I was still those glimpses. Yeah, I, re- I remember who I was, but for the most part, I was still stuck in my head, wondering like, what, when can this be over? Because I needed to go back to doing that, because that's when I felt the most good and comfortable, and you know, and sometimes. But when you look at it like that, man, you ha- you had to change. You had to like toughen up a bit. It just took yeah. me, it took me very quite a long time, and uh, what kind of finally hit the stone was yeah when we started working again, we started hanging out again. Yeah, that brought a lot of good. I was like yeah okay let me go let me go. But I was still not there yet because you know during that time I picked, you know had a sales job went went to shit went to shit <laughs> yeah uh, to Christopher Williams I, I let you down I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hold the sales job but yeah. Went to shit And then I um, uh, worked at I worked at a gym I worked at Planet Fitness Of all gyms
1: Just quit Yeah I just, just quit, quit Not so long ago
0: But you know I worked there Who knows? August All the way up to Fuck like, you know, All the way up to the end of February Yeah So What kind of had me thinking In the end What kind of made me left the job And You know Was During February When I realized It's been a year and uh, and what was going on at work, and, you know, they were going to go 24-7. I was working overnights for five nights. So I was the only overnight guy. When they wanted to go 24-7, I was very uneasy about that because I just didn't want her to. Like, I barely had enough time for myself within Friday through Sunday. So just having to just work around these this fucking overnight schedule, fucking up my Yeah, I just didn't like it. But the same time i was thinking about where i was a year ago in february and you know looking at myself then and looking looking at myself then looking at myself now i just wasn't happy i just truly wasn't satisfied where i was in my headspace because i just kept maybe not holding on to the past like oh my god i was this it was more like damn like i'm not going anywhere if i'm just doing all i'm doing is cleaning treadmills and giving people gatorades and massages and shit so i mean like i just that whole month was a thought process. And, you know, fortunately, word was getting around in the job that I was going to leave. And my manager was on her toes just wondering when the fuck I was going to leave. So I just finally, I'm still to this day. You know, it's been a week. I'm very uneasy about the situation that I made because, because it's, it's in the beginning. It's in the beginning stages <laughs> of what I want to do and what I need to get back at. But I knew I had to do it because, like, I shouldn't have blamed COVID or I shouldn't have held on to anything to be back where I was And you know during this month too this podcast idea was always been my idea even last year it was yeah just, I've
1: it been did. talking about this since I was stuck at home so. yeah so
0: it was just this idea was always there and a couple of more ideas obviously finishing making a second album hopefully somewhere down the line publishing a book yeah know. yeah you know and I'm not completely jobless, I teach kids, uh, down at Prairand. So, I mean, there's still a bit of fulfillment going on in my life and even then, during that month too, I was teaching kids and I was getting more kids and like while I'm not making a lot of money, I'm not making a lot of dope teaching kids for half an hour. But when I realized that, you know, teaching kids simple open chords and you know and one kid, you know, guitar licks that that I thought was so cool when I was learning guitar, like, there's a bit of fulfillment to that 'cause that same passion that you have you know you see it in them I and mean, they have their like moments but it just made me think more where it's just like nah man like I, I need to get back to this shit Yeah. really yeah, really get more. back to this shit and, and you know this past week has been hard I'm not gonna lie it's still been hard I mean I've been practicing and stuff but it's you know when 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 I when you when you fall that hard you know there's still so much doubt in you oh, yeah. that you can't shake off
1: Yeah But that's I mean
0: That's where I am now In a nutshell Pretty much
1: The past entire week Every night I've gotten On the computer Under Reason Downloaded new instruments All kinds of stuff I've probably tried to make About 50 different songs In the past week None of them None of them work out Like I'm just What the fuck am I doing Even
0: right now It's still not easy Because I think about you know, I've most most of my song ideas were a thought in my head, a certain key, chords, played on the guitar, and, and yeah, I'm still trying to like get back in that creative sphere bubble. And yeah, I've made some pretty cool stuff, two singles and stuff. But you know, that that grind is just I, I need to get back to it. Which is you and me like, both. Which it you know which is why I wanted to make the podcast to begin with was because like in a way it keeps me busy. Still centered, like I've mentioned in the beginning, still keeps me centered around music, and in a way, if just maybe hearing other people's passion and enlightenment, you know, gives you back that one spark. So, shit, maybe this is self fulfilling. Fuck. But, you know, I just want.
1: Welcome to the self fulfilling podcast.
0: <laughs> no, but still, you know, it's just getting back to that grind. Man. We still haven't celebrated the single. We've just been trying to keep up and stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: I I flaked on you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's all right, man. I flaked on you. You're supposed to hang out. It's the
0: first episode, <clears throat> man. It's the pilot, in mean, The way is just like... It's just It's just a way to kind of make this happen. I mean, who Ooh. knows who the fuck listened to this, man? Who the fuck knows? Whoever's still here, I love you. <laughs> 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 Give Papa a kiss. Yeah, but...
1: Alright, I need to be, so let's take a break and we'll get back to this.
0: Alright, you guys heard it here first. Alright, man, that wraps up the first part of the podcast. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you thank you so much for giving us a listen. Uh, personally, between ADSR and I, you know, we just you know, we're just two friends just talking about, you know, just stuff that we actually normally talk to on a day-to-day basis, so, you know, take it how you want it but that's how really we are as friends and stuff but yeah man if you enjoyed part one please go ahead and enjoy part two we'll talk more about neon we'll talk more about his music and stuff like that so yeah man go ahead give it a listen thank you